old brandy. Consequently, when he came out at half-past three in the morning into fourteen degrees of frost, he was very angry with his horse for coughing and tried to leapfrog into the saddle. The horse broke away and went to his stables. So Strickland and I formed a guard of dishonour to take Fleet home. Our road lay through the bazaar, close to a little temple of Hanuman, the monkey god, who is a leading divinity worthy of respect. All gods have good points, just as have all priests. Personally, I attach much importance to Hanuman, and am kind to his people, the great grey apes of the hills. One never knows when one may want a friend. There was a light in the temple, and as we passed we could hear voices of men chanting hymns. In a native temple the priests rise at all hours of the night to do honour to their god. Before we could stop him, Fleet dashed up the steps, patted two priests on the back, and was gravely grinding the ashes of his cigar butt into the forehead of the red stone image of Hanuman. Strickland tried to drag him out, but he sat down and said solemnly, She there, mark of the beast, I made it. Isn't it fine? In half a minute the temple was alive and noisy, and Strickland, who knew what came of polluting gods, said that things might occur. He, by virtue of his official position, long residence in the country, and weakness for going among the natives, was known to the priests, and he felt unhappy. Fleet sat on the ground and refused to move. He said that good old Hanuman made a very soft pillow. Then, without any warning... A silver man came out of a recess behind the image of the god. He was perfectly naked in that bitter, bitter cold, and his body shone like frosted silver, for he was what the Bible calls a leper white as snow. Also he had no face, because he was a leper of some years' standing, and his disease was heavy upon him. We two stooped to haul fleet up, and the temple was filling and filling with folk who seemed to spring from the earth, when the silver man ran in under our arms, making a noise exactly like the mewing of an otter, caught Fleet round the body, and dropped his head on Fleet's breast before we could wrench him away. Then he retired to a corner, and sat mewing while the crowd blocked all the doors. The priests were very angry until the silver man touched Fleet. That nuzzling seemed to sober them. At the end of a few minutes' silence, one of the priests came to Strickland and said in perfect English, Take your friend away. He has done with Hanuman, but Hanuman has not done with him. The crowd gave room, and we carried Fleet into the road. Strickland was very angry. He said that we might all three have been knifed, and that Fleet should thank his stars that he had escaped without injury. Fleet thanked no one. He said that he wanted to go to bed. He was gorgeously drunk. We moved on, Strickland silent and wrathful, until Fleet was taken with violent shivering fits and sweating. He said that the smells of the bazaar were overpowering, and he wondered why slaughterhouses were permitted so near English residences. Can't you smell the blood? said Fleet. We put him to bed at last just as the dawn was breaking, and Strickland invited me to have another whisky and soda. While we were drinking, he talked of the trouble at the temple, 
and admitted that it baffled him completely. Strickland hates being mystified by natives, because his business in life is to overmatch them with their own weapons. He has not yet succeeded in doing this, but in fifteen or twenty years he will have made some small progress. They should have mauled us, he said, instead of mewing at us. I wonder what they meant. I don't like it one little bit. I said that the managing committee of the temple would in all probability bring a criminal action against us for insulting their religion. There was a section of the Indian penal code which exactly met Fleet's offence. Strickland said he only hoped and prayed that they would do this. Before I left, I looked into Fleet's room and saw him lying on his right side, scratching his left breast. Then I went to bed, cold, depressed and unhappy, at seven o'clock in the morning.